the Imro Radio Award-winning Tip Today. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. Test drive the all-new Peugeot 2008 compact SUV at Slattery's Garage, puck on. Choose from petrol, diesel or fully electric. Slattery'sGarage.ie Eddie was on to Emma and Eddie is looking for a miniature Jack Russell if anybody has one uh, to give to a good home for free, preferably, says uh, Eddie. And um, he'll take one up to 12 months old. He'd be happy to take one. And he's based in Boris Cane. And Emma has contact details if anybody wants to give uh, Eddie a dog. 1800 Time to talk about farming. Glad to be joined by Pat O'Toole, news reporter with the Farmer's Journal. Pat, good morning to you. Morning, Fran. Good to talk to you today. Some serious concerns around fertiliser availability, Pat. Yes, uh, on all sides of the equation. Um, uh, farmers obviously concerned, um, and you know, uh, some farmers have bought some fertilizer for next year, but they're buying them at a very high price. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's going to be hard to justify those prices in the long term with food prices where they are. But uh, for instance, you have uh, tillage farmers at the moment sowing winter crops, and if you look at the forward price that they could get for their crop if they were to sell it now, which is you know, you have to base your um, business decisions are on those forward prices mm, to some yeah. degree. Uh, they don't add up when you look at the cost of the fertiliser that they would have to buy now. It's past the can't put out fertiliser at this time of the year, bar as, as straight P uh, or straight K, but most farmers don't put out any fertiliser with winter crops until the spring when uh, when they're growing. So uh, it, it's for next year, but it's for next year we need to worry. We need about a million tonnes of fertiliser. Half a million tonnes of that fertiliser needs to be landed on our shores by Christmas. The other half a million is needed to be brought in between January and March because the peak usage is in the first half of the year. Um, So uh, I suppose availability globally is an issue. Mm. Uh, Gas prices are closely linked to the cost of the production of nitrogen fertiliser. And uh, gas prices are still, although they've come back significantly, they're still very high. But a lot of fertilizer manufacturing plants are closed at the moment. So the volume that's being produced is as big an issue as the price it's being produced at. And the Irish Fertilizer Manufacturers and Blenders Association, they're the people who import the fertilizer into the country. And then they put it into bags and then it turns up in merchants' yards for farmers to buy. So uh, they're saying that uh, they need help. Because fertiliser is so dear that the amount of money they need to have on hand and to borrow to to buy this half a million tonnes of fertiliser by Christmas and hold that for some months um, until it's sold, they can't afford to do that. So and they they're need... looking for support then, Pat. Is, is that from the government or the EU they're looking for support from? What they're actually looking for, they're looking for support for farmers. So what they want is support for farmers so the farmers can buy the fertiliser uh, earlier than normal, oh, right. okay. uh, and pay for it, um, uh, which would that would then transfer the farmer pays the merchant, the merchant pays the importer, and everyone's covered. So that's the proposal that they've put in place. So I suppose what they're looking for is some kind of package to allow farmers to have the cash flow to buy. This is not about grants or subsidies. This is about having cash in hand in the system. There's there's just not enough cash in the system to cover the cost of inputs. That's really what it's about. So oh, yeah. the, the million tonnes, just to put in some context, this time last year, the average imported price landed at shore of 
uh, nitrogen was €372 a tonne. Now, that has to be uh, unloaded, bagged, and uh, and then transported to the merchant's yard, and then the merchant's yard bought by the farmer, and everyone has to wait for their payment. Mm. But it was €372. Now, we don't have the price at the moment, but €1,000... to back to 850 euros a ton, the indicative price will be probably 600 euros. So an extra 250 euros a ton. So across a million tons, that's an extra oh. 250 million euros that's needed. So we're talking about astronomical figures of, uh, 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 you know, a quarter of a billion euros extra needed just to cover the cost of bringing this stuff into the country. So I suppose the other side of that is a lot of farmers believe that the importers made a huge margin on some of the fertiliser they bought, bought last year. Mm. Because as I say, that, you know, at this time last year, the average price was €372 Euros a tonne for can. That that was sold to farmers at a multiple of that. Mm. Farmers were paying €700, €800. So money was made. Product. Well, no one knows. Mm. Uh, but, but it would seem that significant money was made on some of the imported. It started to get expensive quite quickly last year. But... But farmers are asking that question. So there's a little bit of distrust within the supply chain. Um, and uh, I suppose those co-ops and merchants are caught in the middle. Uh, they say that they only take a small margin and pass on the, the product at whatever price they have had to pay for it. So who knows? But, but the reality, and I suppose this is the point that the importers are making, if there's not enough fertiliser, there won't be enough grass, there won't be enough crops, and there won't be enough... Uh, fodder next year for for our animals. There won't be enough grass through the summer months for, for the amount of animals we have in the country. Mm. So there's huge issues around sustainability here. There's huge issues around animal welfare. They're down the line, but the importers are right about one thing. We need to put a plan in place right now. Right, because this market is going to remain unpredictable, I suppose, for the foreseeable future, Pat. Um, what What is it about rewetting farmland as being a land grab? So that's a comment by um, <coughs> the INHFA, the Irish Natura and Hill Farmers Association. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is, it's, it's certainly going to be very, very controversial, but there's an inevitability around this. So, uh, peatlands, um, people think of peatlands associated with turf cutting and bogs and wetland, yeah. but uh, there's a lot of peatland in Ireland which has been um, classified as peatland. You couldn't cut it for turf, but mm. there's peat in it. And it, it's, uh, I suppose, black ground. You know, if you're driving by, you see a field turned over and it's, it's very blackish. Yeah. That's, that's peat. Um, some of the most fertile land in Ireland is peatland. It's ideal for growing fruit and vegetables. Um, and uh, there's a lot of improved peatland, if you like, where it has been drained and there's a network of drains to keep the water away because peat uh, tends to hold water. Mm. And uh, so uh, it's not free draining, unlike, say, you know, sandy land or silty land. So uh, farmers have over generations and over the centuries have uh, drained peatlands and improved them, and it's very fertile land. But the EU is saying that this peatland is releasing huge volumes of methane. Mm. Now, at the moment, there are a lot of projects going on to establish just how much methane, but the assumed figure is nine euros, or sorry, nine tonnes uh, of CO2 equivalent per year. That's that's an awful lot. And the amount of CO2 being released by the 200,000 hectares 
of farmed peatland in Ireland exceeds the amount of uh, CO2 being trapped by the rest of our land base, even though it's regarded as being, to some degree, a carbon sink. So it's very significant in terms of uh, CO2 emissions, and there's no way we can get to our 2050 targets, uh, which is for carbon neutrality in farming, without addressing this issue. So there's no simple way around it. Uh, The problem is that when... uh, Heat is dry, it contracts, and uh, it expands when it's wet. The expanded peatland retains methane. The contracted dry peatland releases methane. So the proposals will include rewetting. Now, how much land is going to be rewetted? The EU's nature restoration laws propose that 70% of every member state's drained farmed peatlands has to be restored. Uh, And half of that, which would be 35%, which would be in the region of 70,000 hectares, has to be re-wet. Right, and so, people might be surprised to know, Pat, that the industrial peatlands, they, they only account for 20%. It's farmland that yeah. makes up the other 80%. I, that was I, a surprise to me. Yeah, I suppose, you see, what's classified as peatland is land that's predominantly peat. So yes. you have different classifications of land from sandy, loamy, um, peat, uh, uh, across the peatland. And... Uh, What's classified as peatland um, and what the public perception of peatland are two very different things yes. because it, it's about the level. You have to have a huge amount of peat in soil. It has to be essentially all peat for it to be turf land. Um, and I suppose that is uh, the the land that people think of as peat, but it's much broader than that. And it is some of the most fertile uh, land in the country. It's some of the most high output land in the country. Um, so it will be very emotive, and it's literally just a land classification. Your land is either peatland or it isn't, and if it is, you're on, in the net for this issue, and if it isn't, you aren't, and uh, that's very arbitrary, and as a result, it's going to be incredibly emotive. Uh, whatever is done in this regard will be hugely emotive. It's like the lotto, you know, some yeah. people's numbers will come up and some won't. If a road was put through, um, and, you know, once a, a road is... Uh, uh, the orientation of the road is, is decided and mm. the pathway of the road is decided. There's a, a compulsory purchase orders brought in and farmers have to give up their land to the road um, and not non, uh, who are, not just farmers, uh, it will affect yes. other people yeah. as well. And, you know, there's that process and there's compensation mm. in place and the compensation is a multiple of the value, the commercial value of the land because of the disruption mm. and of the the fact that it's being done for the general good, society mm. rewards you for taking the hit for every, for the common good. So the assumption would be that there'll have to be some kind of uh, purchase system. Will it be compulsory or will it be voluntary? Uh, will they hope to land you know, a, a certain proportion of people uh, who will be willing to uh, hand over their lands for rewetting or to be active participants in the rewetting of land and can new uses, productive uses, yes. be found for wetted land? Uh, I don't know. I mean, one yeah. wag suggested at a meeting I was at that we could grow rice and turn them into paddy fields. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's possible or not. But but it's nice yes. to think that someone's thinking out of the box, yes. you know, because we are going to need some imagination. That's, that's for sure. Pat, it's always a pleasure. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, Pat O'Toole there, the Farmer's Journal, and the journal is on your shelves right now. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. 
Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. 